0: Good morning. hope everybody's doing well. We had a good wedding yesterday and glad to see that we'll do what we can today. The Lord willing, next week, Elder John Howard will be with us. I listened going to the wedding and coming home from the wedding last night. I listened to uh, three or four sermons thinking that they might give me some ideas of things that I could speak on today. Well, I woke up this morning about 7.30 and the Lord had something else on my mind and something that through a phone call this week, I was talking to a colleague that I've worked with some in the past that's kind of an expert in our field of work. He lives up in the Nashville area and he'd had some problems recently and struggles. And so the verse came to my mind, one of the verses or the main verse maybe that I meant, that I thought of in that was um, Isaiah 26.3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. So this morning, I would like for us to have a goal to find that perfect peace. So if I was to entitle what I'd speak on for a few minutes, it would be perfect peace. I realized that most great teachers and speakers would have an outline of maybe five points and then have a, their subject matter studied out well and be able to present it well. I've never claimed to be one of those great teachers or speakers. So, But if I was going to give you an outline for this, I think my five points would be put all your trust and hope in God. For so number one. Number two, put all your trust and hope in God. And you can guess what the other three would be. Well, I might to do a little better by saying I'll give you a couple more so we would have three different ones. So, one of the things we could do in our process of seeking perfect peace is to avoid evil communications. 1 Corinthians 15:33. You know, bad company bring us forth evil communications. So, we would need to stay away from bad company, bad movies, bad TV, Bad internet, anything that would bring us temptation, we need to avoid and stay away. The other thing that would help us to find that peace, I think, would be stay busy with good things in the honor of God, helping God's people, doing the things that are good. So, I might ask this morning a few questions and before we go back to our subject verse, uh, these are related, of course, what is troubling us today, each one of us, and is there a way out of our troubles? Can we have perfect peace, or is that just meant for someone else? Do you have to be a Super-Christian or living so close to God? Well, it is important for us to live close to God, and we will need to do that to have perfect peace. I believe. and I believe there is a way out for us, as we might read in First Corinthians 10:13. God gives us in His Word. God, I believe, is our Master Counselor. And He has given us the Word for our counseling. If we can read it, comprehend it, and draw near to God, He will provide our needs. Our trial and temptation is not unique, whatever they may be. And we're not the first one to have them, that particular trial or that particular problem. So God is the Master Counselor. So this morning, let's look into His Word and see if we can find some ways to attain unto that perfect peace. God is the only way to find it. His grace is sufficient. He says in 1 Corinthians 10:13, "There is no temptation taken you, but what is common to man." And God has made a way of escape for us. We might say, "Well, nobody else would ever had maybe has ever had this particular problem." Or this particular trouble, God says that is not true. Ecclesiastes 1, nine, he says, No new thing is under the sun. Well, as we look at this this morning, let us think of God's Word as being our counselor and our God as the master counselor. And us look to Him. And He's given us His Word that we can look to Him and that we can find those ways of escape, that we can find that peace. If we were to read in His Word, I know that some of you might get tired of hearing me say some of the things that I say sometimes, but Jerry Clouds once told a story about where we're going to be when we get where we're going. And he said that day he gave us a story and he said that that was one day he didn't know where he was going to be when he got where we're going. So where we want to be today when we get where we're going is at peace with God, if at all possible. Um, I think I'd like to read, if I can find it quickly, if not, I'll just mention something on it. Philippians 4 7. Um, I'd like to read verses 6 through 8. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, that your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So again, we're looking here in verse 7 at the peace of God that passes all understanding. So, there's some instructions here by God on how we obtain that. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So, whatever our situation is, whether we're looking for a better job or we're just trying to find business for our company and trying to get enough income to pay off our debts and whether we're thinking about going back to school, as some of you are, and whether you're just in school now and continuing on in your process of finishing school, as some of you young people are doing, or internship or training, and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we should let our requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So I think he's telling us that we must draw close to God and stay close to God. We must walk with God. We must continually be in prayer with God if we want that peace that passes understanding. We must be in fellowship with God. I think we have a song we sang sometime in fellowship with God. It's a great blessing to us to be in fellowship with God. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Paul says, finally, we must keep our minds and our thoughts away from corruption, away from bad things, away from bad, we got to stay away from bad or evil communications, as it were. Verse nine and those the and those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So if we want the God of peace to be with us, we need to find those things that are good, those things that are pure, and think upon them, those things that are lovely, those things that are right. Observe good men, such as the Apostle Paul those things he says which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do them don't be a hearer of the word only do them do those good things reach out to the poor the widows the children the orphans those things that we learn in the book of James are pure are pure religion and undefiled where we can be pure in our service to God we learn in Matthew, I believe chapter 25, that if we visit and serve cold drink of water or visit those that are the least of his, then it's the same as doing it unto Christ. So, God has made a way for us and he's given us things to do to occupy us. I believe we can find lots of things to do that are good, that are pure, that we can keep our minds on. If we are not in the habit of doing that, as most of us or some of us may not be, I know that I struggle with a lot of those things. But if we want the blessings that God is offering us, if we want that perfect peace, I believe He has given us a way to find it. I struggle with those things in my life of striving to do the things that are good and keeping my thoughts pure. And I think most of God's people struggle with that. That's why he gives us churches and fellowship, brothers and sisters, that we can encourage and strengthen one another. When one of us does something good or right, it's a good example for the other. It strengthens us that we might press on. We're faithful to our church. We're faithful in attendance. We're faithful in visiting the poor and the sick or the widows and the orphans or providing for them in whatever way that we're able to then that's an encouragement to the others of our assembly. If we are struggling and they come along and pick us up. If we fail, then they forgive us and cause us to turn to God to seek repentance. Look back at our verse today, Isaiah 26.3 Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. So our hope and trust should be in God. Let's. Um, I'd like to look. I just picked this up this morning to to see quickly what Matthew Henry might say about it in his commentary. So let's read a, a few of his comments here, and uh, starting with verse Isaiah 26:1, and going down to cover verse three or four. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye get the gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. To the prophecies of gospel grace, very fitly in a song, annexed. In which we may give God the glory and take to ourselves the comfort of the grace of that grace. In that day the gospel day, which the day of the victories and enlargements of the Old Testament church was typical of, to some of which perhaps this has a primary reference, in that day this song shall be sung. There shall be persons to sing it and cause and hearts to sing it. It shall be sung in the land of Judah, which was a figure of the gospel church for the gospel covenant is said to be made with the house of Judah, Hebrews chapter 8. Glorious things are here said of the church of God that is strongly fortified against those that are bad. We have a strong city in a city incorporated by the charter of the everlasting covenant fitted for the reception of all that are made free by that charter. For their employment and entertainment, it is a strong city as Jerusalem was. While it was a city compact together and had God himself a wall of fire around about it, so strong that none would have believed that an enemy could ever enter into the gate of Jerusalem. The church is a strong city, for it has walls and bulwarks or counter and those of God's own appointing, for he has in his promise appointed salvation itself to be its defense. Those that are designed for salvation will find that, to be their protection. So, in the church of God, through our love and support of one another, we can find protection. For God has promised to be with us if we two or three are met in His name. And He's also promised to never leave and forsake us. So there is a great peace that comes from our servant God and our spending time together to worship, to praise Him. So I hope that we can find that perfect peace. I hope that you can encourage me to find that perfect peace, that we can all labor to draw close to God in our service to Him, to avoid evil communications that corrupt good manners, to avoid the ungodliness, to be faithful to our church through being faithful to God. In Psalm 37, 37, Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. You know, we're to strive to be perfect. David was a man after God's own heart, but we all know that he had some failures. But I believe that God knows our heart, and He knows if we're after His heart. So we need to keep our minds and our thoughts upon Him and labor to be perfect. As the Scriptures tell us, be perfect, even as our Father in Heaven is perfect. We're to strive for that. And we're to labor for it and God knows our hearts so He knows what we're striving for. He's not saying that we're going to reach perfection in this life. We're strangers here. We're struggling against sin. But we don't need to give up. We need to be pressing into His kingdom. We need to have those goals for ourselves. We can't set goals for one another. But we can, each one of us, seek God. Draw close to Him and to stay close to Him. We can labor to avoid evil, that we might have good company to be with. We can work on our thoughts. We can use Christ's example to say, "Get thee behind me, Satan," when evil thoughts come or evil temptations. Second Corinthians thirteen eleven, and uh, I'd like to read verses ten and twelve there if I can find that kind of quickly and. <clears throat> Let's just start in verse seven. Now pray to God that you do so that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, and you are strong. This also we wish, even your perfection. Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness, according to the power which the Lord hath given me to edification and not to destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss, all the saints salute you the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. So Paul, after having had many things to say that he knew might not make some of them happy, he just says, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. And live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. So if we can strive for those things, the God of love and peace shall be with us. So hopefully we can learn how to get where we want to be. Hopefully our goal will be to get to this place of perfect peace. Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So is part of our treasure to have perfect peace, to be close to God? Is that where our heart and our minds and our thoughts are? I think that's where I should have mine my treasure should be to be at peace with God. My treasure should be and my heart should be focused upon Jesus Christ, the love of His church and His people. And I hope that I can do that. There's another verse that I've mentioned in the same chapter that I've talked about it before. In Matthew 6, 20, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So what things, all the things that we need, all the things that we might get troubled or worried about, all the troubles and the trials and the temptations that we may face, if we'll seek God first, His kingdom first, I believe we can find that peace. And hopefully we'll learn what, we'll experience what is meant by having that perfect peace and having a peace that passes understanding. I know that you're all familiar with the fruit of the Spirit, One verse you may not be familiar with that mentions the fruit of the Spirit or that you may not come to your mind immediately is Ephesians 5, I believe it's verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. All goodness, righteousness and truth. I had a student at the University of Alabama one time tell me that in one class they were teaching them when it's okay to lie. I'm afraid that many times in the world People look for too many excuses for telling a lie. In the Ten Commandments, we're told to not bear false witness. If you're led by the Holy Spirit to not be truthful on something in order to protect someone, that might be an occasion like the harlot did one time in the Scriptures. But those occasions would probably be so far and few between that many Christians may not ever face them in their lives. But I believe that so many people look and find too many reasons to be untruthful. So I think we should labor very hard to always tell the truth. And if there's an exception to that, God will make it plain and clear to us through the Holy Spirit of God if we're living close to Him. And I think there might be very few exceptions, and there might not be any in most people's lives that God would approve of. I'd like to close this morning by reading one more verse from God's Word, if I can turn to it. <clears throat> I'd like to read in Philippians chapter 4 again. Be careful for nothing. Brought in with verse 6 and, and read through verse 8. I want to read this and close with it this morning. I know that I may repeat some of the things that I've already read, but God's Word, and we're looking. Sometimes I need to read things more than once in order for it to really soak in. Be careful for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, and whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. There is one in thinking on these things and thinking upon good things. I'd like to go ahead and read one other, and I think Paul would be willing for us to consider this as finally also for us to end with this. Let's let's read about the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians five, and let's start with verse eighteen. And go to the end of the chapter. But if you be led by by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, enviance, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the, affect- with the affections and lust, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. So again, finally, brethren, let's think upon those things that are the fruits of the Spirit, whatsoever things are honest and true and just, things that are pure and lovely and of good report. Let's think on these things. And I believe if we can be successful in that, only God can give us that peace that passes understanding. It can only come from Him. It can't come from my staff. But if we can be successful in those things that are good, if we can be successful in seeking them and putting God first and drawing close to Him and doing that which is good, we can, I believe, experience that peace that passes understanding. I don't mean we won't have any trials or need encouragement from one another. That's all part of it but by His grace and only through God and His blessings can we have those things. It's only through His provisions. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for giving us guidance, for being our counselor, for leading us by Your Holy Spirit, providing all of our needs. We thank You for that peace that You have given us. We ask that You bless us to know that perfect peace that comes only from You, And that peace, that passes understanding that the world knows not. And let us be able to experience it. And in that process, encourage one another and others of your people. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen.